Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I am joined this week by my brother Joe, the co-host of this show, and it looks like he's chilling after a hard week at work. How's it going over there? Things are okay over here. Uh, all set. Um, weekend in full ch- in uh, full mode here. Full mode. Right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Um, so, um, well, I'm sure you're going to just, just get right into watching the uh, three-hour-long uh, on cinema Oscar special. I'm sure that's number one on your priority list. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I was just actually in the middle of watching it. Um, I watched. I tuned in for a few brief moments last Sunday, and um, then this week I I turned it on. And they had been futzing with it when I first tried to rewatch it. It was sort of a mess um, with big long breaks in there, and it was hard to navigate. But they have since edited all these different versions, and I was watching a version, um, a split-screen version that had Greg's Our Cinema Oscar special and Tim's On Cinema Oscar special playing side-by-side, side. Uh, which was pretty silly. It didn't, uh, so far it hadn't provided too much, um, you know, there was just, just moments early on when, when the On Cinema was taking a break that was the idea that you could just click over to Greg's thing and watch him doing his thing, which was mainly driving a car and um, doing some weird stuff. But so far, it's been pretty fun. Um, I just reached a moment where uh, Tim's wife, um, Tony, um, was putting on a, a, like a, a face exfoliating mask on him and it was burning his face and it looked like that was going to become a whole bit um so uh yeah it's pretty fun i mean it's so out there and so outrageous um i've been enjoying it but in a very casual way i'm not just sitting and staring at it it's kind of like yeah i'm cleaning the house it's just on it's a big a big long thing and when i hear some excitement i i kind of pay a little more attention but it's something to toss on and um you know i get why people are so it's such a culty thing it's like so ludicrous what's going on on there it's just like what the hell is this thing so those are kind of my just quick thoughts on it um i mean they they make it they do new things, and they, they continue to, to make it interesting. I mean, this year's kind of gag and th- this kind of whole thing with the high network is, you know, it's like Tim's sort of Fox News sort of channel. You know, that's that's the whole kind of bit, and they have a big studio. And, um, you know, they have, like, a investigator guy who's investigating what happened on last year's Oscar special where there was, like, carbon monoxide poisoning in the studio and it's just like mm-hmm. all this stuff just built in to like previous you know it's just like you know what i mean it's just like the most amount of energy you would need to be caught up with everything but you can still just kind of to kind of just watch it and enjoy it um it, it's fine yeah i i uh see i saw a few clips of things through instagram uh that they posted and I got that sense that it was he's doing like a Fox News sort of broadcast, and he's got, you know, that sort of vibe going, and seemed like it's probably funny. And I actually just watched the Oscars <laughs> straight through, and I didn't, I didn't watch the special. So I watched you know. a little of the Oscars. I was working, but I like put it on on my iPad like next to me while I was at work, and. Man, it was boring as piss. I mean, I was just like, I, I thought the, I thought it was a brutal Oscars. Just like, it was interesting how it, they were, they had the setup, and it was like, you know, this people not wearing masks and it being uh, an experiment of t- television. That I, I would say that was uh, what I got out of it. 
Yeah, the the whole idea to like not have comedians really involved or not have a host and just like have these kind of presenters where everybody's just super over the top nice to each other and, and just like self-important. I just thought it was I just thought it was painful. You need somebody in there to kind of cut the tension and let everybody know, "Come on, guys. You're just acting and, you know, like this isn't <laughs> there there know. were a few people on there that had some levity moments. I think uh I think it was pretty well done for what it was, but um yeah, I was fine with it. So, huh. you know, I didn't hate it. I didn't sit there and hate it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought um, it was just I thought I, it was I, terribly I boring. Don't, I I typically don't like get much out of it. It's just, you know, I want to hear about some of these things I hadn't been paying attention to, like the short documentary what's nominated, like, oh, make a note, you know, but, and uh, yeah, the the boring part is when you get into the speeches and all that, but, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I like it. I still watch it. I've been watching it for all these years, you know, so it's kind of one of these spectacle things, like any of these other things that you watch uh, where all the stars are together i did not i don't watch the golden globes or anything but the, the oscars i always check out and the as far as the the on cinema goes i i haven't ever watched those during you know because i've been watching the oscars so i never watched that i would see it on youtube afterwards and for this one i i just haven't been it wrapped up in the on cinema world quite as much lately and i'm just you know i may get around to going there and paying for it and seeing it but i most likely won't just because i'm in office hours you know like i'm entertained by office hours and on cinema you know i could take it or leave it yeah i was i was having this discussion the other day with our friend mike tucci we had spoken about um we were we were catching up on some things, and um, I think the problem for me with on cinema is that in the on cinema days, that would be the only thing you'd see Tim in. So it was like Tim was doing this character of himself, and you didn't have other stuff from him. So that's why it was just like, oh, what is Tim doing? Like it's either Tim and Eric, or the little side project was his on cinema. But now we have office hours every week. We get two hours of Tim in your face, just like giving you all the goods. So to like go back to this other world, to me, it just is a tiny bit awkward or something, or just doesn't like it's just not fresh enough because you get the such the fresh takes from office hours, and he's free to get into characters and do all sorts of things on office hours that this kind of. Um, you know, sort of one-note guy that he does for on cinema, which is more of the spectacle of just the zaniness and the absurdity of it all. Um, you know, they've, they've they've got all these characters now. I mean, it's this whole universe and world of, of weird shit. And, um, but, you know, it just doesn't thrill me as much, I think, just because I get it so much Tim. You know what I mean? That it's just like, oh, here's this other thing that Tim's doing. It's just, it's just a little strange to me to, like, I can't, I can't fully get into it. And I think that all the on cinema fans that are like, that's if that's their thing, maybe it's the similar thing for office hours where they're like, they can't get into office hours as much because their Tim is the on cinema Tim. But I don't know for me, it's the other way around. Um, So I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just not, but like I said, when I do put it on, I appreciate it and I appreciate what they're doing as just like, you know, they're just doing what they want and I'm, I'm a big advocate of that kind of thing where it's just like we created this weird universe and we're just going to like keep building upon it. And we got our little amount of loyal fans. We're f- clearly not trying to bring new people in, really. You know what I mean? It's like, no, we're yeah. literally just doing this for the same amount of people that have been liking our thing because this is a, such an unapproachable product. You can't be like, hey. Like if you're just if you never watched any on cinema or any of the Oscar specials and you turned this on, you'd be like, what in God's name is this? And I mean, on one hand, it kind of gives you if you do like it and you like Tim, it gives you this like, you know, month long project of back homework and stuff that you could do where you could watch all the stuff and get caught up, which which I do occasionally. I, I go back and, you know, 
But, uh, yeah, you know, so that's my feelings on the Oscar special and the Oscars in general. I thought the normal Oscars were, I don't agree with you. I think they were atrociously boring, and uh, I did not get any entertainment out of them at all. And I didn't agree with most of the choices. I didn't, I think because it was a COVID year, there just wasn't that many good movies nominated. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was just all so obvious and all the things that were supposed to win won. And, um, you know, it was just boring across the board for me. Um, so Chadwick (laughs) Boseman didn't win. (laughs) Chadwick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. I I uh, thought that was a huge blunder on the way they had that end go, but you know, that, well, they mixed, they switched it around. They switched it around and did the best Anticipating him winning, and, and they, yeah, they and they left it off with this very anticlimactic uh, Anthony Hopkinson win. It was he's just, not even fucking there. like I said, it was, like for me, I just thought it was a complete bungle, buffoonery, awful presentation. I, I didn't think any of it was very good. Um, and I thought the guy from Sound of Metal should have won Best Actor. Riz Ahmed, he, he fucking killed that acting. So I don't know what Anthony Hopkins did. I didn't watch that movie. I'm not interested in watching that movie, really. But I didn't watch that movie, but I saw Chadwick Boseman, and I also saw Sound of Metal, and uh, I think it's close. I think it's pretty close. So yeah, I, I don't know. I thought I I probably would have given it to the dead guy. So that's just yeah. Me. Didn't he win? I think he won one maybe last year, or the year before, or something for best supporting. Maybe I, I don't know. Either way, yeah, you know that there is a, that is the chance to um, you know honor somebody who's passed. Um, but we're gonna move on to office hours this week. Which, um, speaking of weird stuff, this has to be one of the strangest episodes of office hours to date. Um, right off the bat, they had gremlins in the old YouTube. I tried to watch it live; it did not come up. Um, on the YouTube chat, people are like, go over to Twitch. So I went over to Twitch, and it was happening on Twitch. And then they eventually uh, said, okay, there's a new link. And, you know, I went to back to the other link, and, and that's where the YouTube was found. So off to a, you know, tech problem start, um, which is going to happen. Um, Vic was off, I guess. I, I don't know. Earlier, I had seen the pregame little thing that Tim does, and... They were saying maybe he was going to be late, uh, so they never really went into it. I mean, they they jokingly said he had some bathroom issues, um, but I, I hope Vic's okay. And you know, we we never really heard why Vic wasn't there. But I think that left for an interesting, um, you know, sort of you know the drops and stuff like just getting Doug's stuff. You know, it was kind of fun to just know kind of what's going on there now. You know, you kind of it kind of like reveals a little bit about who's doing what, which I found interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think the the Vic ones now, you know, are which ones he's doing, and he's when doing, they're both together, he, there's like it's hard. They can kind of overload the the music and the drops, mm-hmm. and like when you don't have, you know, you can have drops, but you can't have music. Because it becomes where you can't play both things at the same time, maybe or yeah. Uh, um, we got some impressions right away. So yeah, it was announced the other day when they said what they were doing. They said call with an, a Tim impression, um, which they called for last week. And um, as we kind of guessed, it is hard to do Tim because he he's constantly in character, and you know he he changes what he's the way he talks and everything so much. And he's kind of, uh, he doesn't have a very strong, you know, he doesn't have a very, like, like an accent or, you know, like, he doesn't have any sort of, um, you know, he's just a, a very straight, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, you know, I don't even know. It's just like, he doesn't have much to work with to, to grab onto as far as um, accents and stuff go. So people were just kind of saying things that he says, um, and I'd say not... I'd say some of them were okay. Some of them were poor, I thought. Um, and uh, what did you think of the impressions throughout the day? Any, anything? Um, uh, when they were tried, people were going for things he says on the show and, like, you know, trying to capture those um, 
niceties or lack of niceties moments. I mean, that is what you go for, but you know, it's hard to capture his sound. And I know when you hear good impressionists, they can capture like the exact sound of somebody's voice and get it that tone down, like, mm -hmm. or like just how they talk. And I would, I would say, there's got to be someone out there who can do it and or would be able to do it. But you, you might have to leave it to a pro, like get James and Domi, or get somebody that it, it is just like really good at that, finding the, the sound of a voice and getting that to match, and then all the other quirks that Tim, I think that's the one part that you can do a good impression is you can, he, he has a lot out there to work with where he can be short with people. He can be loud. He can, you know, say cunts, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just like the C word to somebody. I'm, I, I guess you could put together a little rip of, you know, there, there is enough there to like, you know, kind of uh, put it all together into something, I suppose. Um, I don't think anybody, I think a couple of people did like an okay job with that. Um, I thought Phil Braun, you know, his, his whole point about like walking us through the different mannerisms and stuff like that was, um, you know, sort of insight. It wasn't, well, it wasn't an impression, but it was, you know, it was an insightful sort of observation of, you know, very subtle things that Tim does on the show that he, that he showed us visually, which, it's funny. It's like, okay, yeah, you watch this show. Like, to, to catch all those, you know, just kind of simple little things that he does with the the looking back for approval from Doug, um, you know, the itching of the of the lower, you know, under the mouth, you know, when he's thinking about things, you know. It was cute. It was cute to hear some of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, impressions. Uh, I don't think, I can't remember if anybody really did try to do Doug or Vic, um, but... I don't think they did. Um, most people just tried to do Tim. Some Yellow River Boys beer was on hand um, from Mars Brewery. Have you ever heard of Mars Brewery? I've not. Yeah, I've heard of it, that brewery. I may have had something that I. It's not memorable at this point, but I do recall maybe having something some at some point. Um, yeah, having some early beers yeah. over there in the world. That's kind of fun. Sort of different. Um, uh, some some guys I was playing hockey with this morning. Um, they brought like a twelve pack of Bush Light. I mean, we were playing at nine thirty a.m. and I, you know, I'm in the locker room and a guy walks in. And is like, yeah, guys, can grab a beer if you want. Half the you know, a bunch of the people just started cracking Bush Lights at nine thirty a. I was like, you guys are disgusting. But you know, I get it. It's fun. It's like a hockey thing. Um. So even Doug had a beer, uh, which was, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think a, a surprise to some of uh, to Tim and the gang. But you know, it, it's very, uh, you know, once 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 people start cracking them, and like somebody takes that chance and is like, "I'm doing it," you know, it like opens up that like, "Well, fuck it, if he's doing it, I'm doing it." And like, I watched that happen this morning in real life too. So good on you. I remember the good old days. City of the Day brought to you by Dim Plants. Uh, turn off your brain and turn on the charm. Uh, pretty good one. I, I liked the idea of this one quite a bit. It was, um, you know, get some implants so that you can um, chat with boring people and, you know, have plenty to say about dumb shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, there's <laughs> it's sort of, you know... I wonder what, I wonder if there's anybody watching, you know, and like getting offended, like by some of the topics they refer to as like, talk to your friend about NASCAR. Like, I can't remember all the examples, but it was like, if there's somebody that is a NASCAR fan, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, you're just, you know, it's, it's a pretty harsh take on certain interests that people may have. But uh, I think it's funny. Yeah, there was uh, something about, uh, Tucker Carlson in there and that was that made me smile something about his dumb face or his, you know something about him being the worst but yeah uh, I thought the dim plants was just a dig at possibly you know how many dim people that you have to hear about and this is a way to tolerate 
I, I like the idea. I was thinking this is uh, something that Tim came up with. That's, that's Okay, to. Joe is going out with a guest. Let me see if we have any um, updates from, uh, let's see. Okay. Um, so, update from last week. Do you remember who guessed what for the... Uh, the Krieger and the Krieger doors, uh, the creaky den doors. I, I think I was th- initially thinking Doug, and then after some talk, I think we both agreed upon Tim as being possibly the one who who came up with it. Um. So, it has been confirmed. It was very much a collaboration. It was Doug who came up with um the doors door. Uh, that was how it started, and then Tim added the Krieger and the, you know, the band names. And, uh, then Vic found the, the den, you know, like the, the den door. Uh, so, so, so a triple teamer, you know, which, yeah, I guess if you think about it, yeah, that would have been, um, yeah, no, no, that's tough to, it's tough to guess. You you never know. Cause there was a, there was a lot of, like I was saying that there was a lot going on with that one. There's the do- the member of the doors, the door door, and then like the den door. You know, it's like a three parter. Where this one, yeah. this one's very straightforward. This seems like it's probably just this. But feels to me like it's just one idea. It doesn't seem like a big collabo. And you're saying Tim with this one, Dim Plants? It's another one of these ones that it's, it's so simple, like implants, like Dim Plants. It's like just you know a simple play on words and then it's mm-hmm. also the aggression of tim just being bored with having to listen to mundane boring people and immediately finding that as like here we, it's like gold to mm-hmm. think of that and then those other guys do the rest of the punch-up they do like all the other rollout you know like like you the say, copy they, yeah they throw coming, in the copy they're yeah. coming up with stuff right to the very end so okay. when he reads it he stumbles still but you know I think this could be a Tim. Uh, that's my th- initial thought, and I think I like where I, where I think I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, and just for the fun of the game, I'm going to throw in a Matt here. I'm going to go with Matt with Dim Plants. I don't know why. I mean, my reasoning would be Matt's like, you know, he's behind the scenes. He's probably dealing, as far as the office hours, Like he, I feel like he's dealing with all of the the zoomers and just he's just like deals with more people and has kind of a i don't know he has like a little he, he like matt's kind of one of the only ones that's sort of honest about the zoomers i feel like um you know he, he kind of is just like kind of brutally honest about whether people whether they're doing a good job on the zoom or not i think he gets that to some extent and i don't know how that really ties into dim plants but something about just the <clears throat> interaction with people uh, and the fact that it is very simple. Um, <clears throat> so not to say that Matt comes up with simple things, but uh, I don't know. I just want to go with Matt for fun. I just want to try it and see if maybe I was right. Vic not being there, I'm guessing it probably wasn't Vic. Um, could be Doug because it is like that and simple, and you know, but and it is a little play on words, but Doug's usually, I would guess, a a bit more clever with, you know, with kind of the rollout of it. I think his brain maybe works. If if somebody said, "Hey, come up with some commercial sponsors," he wouldn't, he wouldn't dip that simply. You know what I mean? He would come up with something more absurd. So the city was Lincroft, New Jersey. We completely skipped the city last week, which you know I remember we talked about it because I was like, I didn't mark it down. Like it didn't even happen. So Lincroft, New Jersey, for those that are following along. Um. Let's see. Uh, there was a guy who they said looks like Sean Bean, who I thought actually did do a pretty good impression. He called up and did a whole City of the Day sponsor by High Deckers. You know, he did like High Decks. You know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, he did a pretty good job. He picked a thing and he also like wrote his own little kind of cop- copy and stumbled over it and, um, you know, kind of confidently ripped through it. And I was like, yeah, that's not bad. I noted not bad from that guy. So... Um, Sean, it was, was multi-faceted with you know having clever, not doing an impression, but like doing a a read through where 
yeah. I thought he sounded, you know, he, he had the tone. He had the tone right. You know what I mean? He kind of like stumbled and, and said it in a, you know, today's city of the day is, you know, he, he just, he had it. I, gu- I guess that copying that tone because kind of Tim, Tim, Tim's sort of doing an impression of a guy, like a commercial guy there, you know, like a commercial reader. So that's maybe easy to dip into. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. They talked about this moment with uh, Francis McDormand at the Oscars. Um, we kind of already went over the Oscars. Um, uh, but they talked about this specific moment where she, uh, the director called her, here's the real Fern. And she goes, it's not Fern, it's it's Fran. And, um, you know, I love Francis McDormand. I think she's a wonderful actress. Um but it was like a little much. I, I don't know. It was like a lot of Frances McDormand. I think that, um, I don't know. For something about her, I, I, I always, I always figure she's she was very low key when she won the Best Actress. She was like, I just talked for during the Best Picture. Like I'm not going to say anything else here. I liked that. I liked that she was just like, thanks, you know, take care. Um. So here we go. Here the um. This is where the show obviously got bizarre. We had our guest Super Wolves, which is Matt Sweeney and Will Oldham. And, um, you know, I found it interesting in After Hours that this was a planned bit because I didn't know if they were just testing each other here or if they had talked about that or or Tim was just like, or it was just like Tim's just going to do this and see how long Will Oldham and these guys will deal with it. Um, But I was enjoying, I actually enjoyed the, complete strange absurdity of um silence and uh you know dug through some crickets in early which i lol'd and tim gave him this look of just despair just like oh don't you know and it was (laughs) it was just a very awkward kind of funny moment um it was a staring sort of standoff very very visual this one if you were just listening to the podcast i don't know how this would have went over um, well, that's what I was going to say is I was listening to it and, uh, I was like playing with my audio thinking like, did it freeze up? And then I heard uh, like the guy like doing the weird thing with his mouth and I was like, okay, this is like a visual gag that I'm missing. I'll have to go back and watch, which I did, but okay, it was, uh, for a bit I was like thinking something was wrong with my, my podcast <laughs> or something It like got quiet and for a really long time I thought there that something was wrong and then there was voices that came in and out here and there I was just like oh nothing is wrong they're just doing something strange here definitely doing something and nothing str- was no, nothing was explained either even no. like right up until like they even get into the interview a bit more and like they're he's doing a lot of really bizarre questions and the answers are just these drawn out long answers and of of nothingness and and repetitive like repetitiveness and i was just like we just went into a weird spot and uh i loved it and then i liked it all even more when i went back and watched it so yeah it 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 does play though on audio even though you didn't have any idea yeah if you you do it that way it 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 does play it for laughs believe it or not i thought um yeah, again, it was, I feel like Tim is not caring about the audio podcast when he's coming up with a bit like that. Like, I, I don't know. <clears throat> In After Hours, again, it was fun that he, um, you know, sort of talked about this idea of just like five minutes of silence in the middle of this crazy show that's usually just nonstop sounds and like offensively, you know, loud, obnoxious shit most of the time, yelling and drops and just kind of nonstop chatter um and the pace so you know i thought that was i thought that i think that's fun i think i like that the show is still thinking of new ways to subvert expectations and um this definitely did and then this i don't know like i didn't like love this whole thing you know it kind of went i don't know just kind of fucked with me a little bit where i was like should i be like i'm like taking notes because i'm taking notes and stuff i'm like there's not, you know, I'm not going to like take notes on these like specific things they're saying. You know, it's like, you know, they did the top, you know, what are your top 10 albums? You know, Tim's just asking these really 
you know, ridiculous, stupid questions. Um, and, you know, Will Oldham runs and gets cassette tapes and he's showing them to the screen and it's like, you know, the middle name game um, was sort of funny, but it was just like, I, I don't know. It was. Um, I did I, know Elton John was Hercules. Oh, you did. The rest, wow. Yeah. The rest of them I didn't know, uh, but I knew uh, that one at least. They, I, I liked that. Um, I liked that Will Oldham doesn't like talking about the Beatles because I, uh, <laughs> you know, I that's when I fucking tune out when it comes to to office hours. That's like one of the only things where I'm just like, don't care. And, and for the exact reason that they kind of pointed out, which is just like, yeah, let's talk about the most obvious. Like, let's take this show, this like little niche show that like, you know, is like talks about weird different stuff all the time and like no let's talk about the most famous band and most talked about band in the world and talk about the different podcasts you listen to it's just like i don't know man kind of lame dude sort of lame to be obsessed with the beatles it's like not that cool sorry pal and that's fine you know because tim like he always says i don't give a fuck i like what i like and you like what you like so what do you care and um you know i don't care but it does get quite a lot of time that I don't know. Maybe assumption is everybody think that thinks that that's interesting. But I just we all know everything there is to know about the Beatles. Like it's like, oh my god, are we really gonna keep digging down that hole? So I like that he kind of got shut out. Um, Doug played some more crickets during this. They went over like some text conversation that I that that was at the point where I was like, okay. Um, you guys are talking about some inside texts that you sent to each other last night and like reading them back. And, you know, it's just, it was just pushing the absurdity of an interview to a place of, um, like, like I, I like it, but you know what I mean? It was like, you know, maybe not, not a hundred percent, uh, perfect all the way through. I thought there was some, some ruts in the road. Um, well, yeah, they were really pushing the absurd questions and or just going off the rails with things or even Tim bringing up the Beatles thing like and then getting shut down was you know, amusing. I, I felt like as a listener, though, like I enjoyed it. I uh, I enjoyed it like all the way through and it, it made me like smile a bunch and. When I went back and looked at the audio, I was like, yeah, this is extremely like he's trying to play, you know, guy who's asking dumb questions and, uh, you know, but also absurd because he's not, there, there was all this lag time in between things. And I felt like they were good at being, you know, pulling out all the punches of, like, I, I could see how that could go badly with another guest and it, would, it wouldn't have been funny or even amusing. But uh, I felt like it was working, and I like—I do like that Tim was experimenting with just doing something different with a guest and seeing what you can do. And because you know we we we've had some very sort of straightforward interviews lately, and I I think we were we were due for something more strange or comical. Yeah, I definitely I agree with that. Like like I said, I think the concept was great. I think a lot of it was very entertaining. It went on very long, and I, I just was starting to zone out a little bit and struggling to kind of follow. And I know that's the point. I know that it was just like, okay, we're just going to make this kind of trippy and weird and, and just like, you know, hard to sort of take, you know? And may, maybe, you know, maybe I would, maybe I could go back. I mean, the fact that you, I this is more up your alley, I think. I mean, being a big, like, surrealist David Lynch fan kind of a guy that's just like, yeah, bring on the weird and like lay it on thick and heavy. Um, yeah, on, honestly, I I could sort of care less about talking about the new record Bonnie or Prince, Billy's straight ahead music. Like you know, he, he's got cool music, but I I rather have something like this happen for sure. Like yeah, um, you yeah. know, the boring interview stuff is just played out, and we don't need it for every guest. You know, no, so, no, no, no. Like like I said, I I agree. I just think it maybe went on. Maybe just went on a little bit long, and um, it and like it well, like there, there was a, a bunch of lag time. Matt Sweeney left for a while. There was a bunch of like, okay, because we've we cut because we've introduced this like silent thing, where like we don't have to answer each other or say anything. 
they like leaned into that quite a bit throughout too. Or it was just like if I don't have anything to say, I can just sit here kind of stone faced, and maybe it, to the viewer it looks like the screen is frozen or something. You know what I mean? That it was just that was sort of like a a thing that was used that kind of just yeah, it was different. It was also it was different. It was also really strange how he was sitting so far back away from the monitor, and like that was also really interesting and funny to me. Like he wasn't like right up, you know? Yeah. You know, he was sort of set back, and that definitely like it was staged that way. And I, you know, it, maybe we're not supposed to just be laughing at it. We're just taking. No, it no, it was an experience. Honest. It was an experience. I mean, this was like I said, this was one of the strangest Office Hours episodes we've had because of that hole they went down, and they just really hung out in that hole for a while. Um, which, yeah, like we said, like you know, I like how this show can touch all the different genres. Um, and I, I think that just, it was, I just think it just threw me cause I was watching it live and like, initially I thought it was like, I was like way into like that, that silent thing. And the fact that Tim was like taking on this like aggressive approach of like, I, you know, like we're not talking Doug, like we're just sitting, you know, like there was like, yeah, he tried to put the crickets in there. He got, such a, <laughs> yeah, he got such a stink eye <laughs> that, that was comic uh, like, and that was when I and watched that's like it, part was, of like, it immediately knew it was a bit because of that. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and how they talked about it later, but I, before we got there, I was like, that was really a good thing. Like but listening to it only and not knowing what was going on. I was just like, this is awesome. But yeah. Uh, letting it breathe we, we love it and he you said know. you know i i want to just f- f- have people come out and fill up our space like and it, it was a notable thing it was already on his mind about like we got to fill up time you know with some some blank dimness you know yeah and l- listen i think he's had they've had some other indie rockers that i feel like you know like uh you know, Malkmus and Tweedy. And I, I feel like some of those guys could probably hang around in a world like that. And like, I feel like some of those interviews did end up being, you know, not as fun as maybe they could have. They just ended up being very forgettable, short, little, just kind of silly little interviews that didn't bring too much to the table. Whereas, um, you know, if it's like, you know, if you're buddies with the guy, you know the guy's weird. I mean, clearly Will Oldham's a weird guy. Bonnie Prince Billy's a weird fucking guy, clearly. Um, and you can give him a holler before and say, guys, we're going to get super fucking weird, so let's just go with it. Um, that little advantage. Yeah, already, that that already little advantage. Show. Yeah, that little advantage that they've... Um, I don't remember his episode on the show. I don't think he's been on... He hasn't been on, like, the video show, but maybe back in the day. In in the early days, I think he came on as like a a guest, but the, I would say that you know this was not something they can do in a lot of the other shows because they're usually jam packed with they have to get to other things immediately because there's another guest right behind it. This was like a, a spread out show where there was no pressing to get to anything. It was just no. like we have a slot of time and it's fill it you know fill it with although yeah i mean i was expecting more oscar special talk which i guess came in after hours but the fact that tim was able to just not talk like he didn't really talk about that very much at all i don't think he brought up at all during office hours he waited till till after hours um which is good it's yeah. good because we're it's an office hours show sure sure um so yeah that that took us right up to the break they, they took some zoom calls i you know with the guys and you know that that was fun and just they kept him involved and just like i said it went on longer than maybe you would have expected it took us right up to the time to to end and um yeah like i said in after hours they brought up this uh first of all the first like three or four minutes of after hours the audio was not there on my youtube link that i tried to watch then it kind of clicked on it clicked on right in the middle of Tim talking about how the Oscar special was extremely stressful and the fact that their servers were overblown and, you know, they asked for it. They wanted to do this stuff themselves and they got, you know, however many thousand people trying to watch this Vimeo stream at once and it, I guess it was it was shoddy. And um, and I guess there was something about some, some leaked footage or something. I, I really, like I said, I missed the beginning of it and I didn't, they had a, you know, Eric 
Tornicola come on and, and talk about this leak, um, which I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. I tried looking on Twitter and, um, you know, supposedly there was some maybe behind the scenes stuff or some content or something. I, I, I'm really not sure. It's all very confusing because part of the Oscar special are these moments when, you know, they're not supposed to be live. And Tim's like freaking out and swearing at people in the background. And it's like, I was like, is this still a bit? I wasn't totally sure. Um, so I, I'll have to get, you know, clarity on what this leak was. Um, he mentioned a moment where he was thinking, like, I could just totally quit and freeze on live a live feed here and, like, the panic of that. And, like, that is one thing I'd want to say is that that shit's live, a live stream, like, not, not too different from Office Hours, but, like, you're actually, he's got a whole bunch of content there that seems like it's scriptless, you know, and but maybe there's lots of teleprompting i don't even know how all that gets done in one of those shows but i mean I, listen sort of, I, I, it's I think very it's, impressive to think about him yeah, doing that they being do on the spot like that they take breaks and i think i don't know to me it looks like it yeah i mean it's just like they just they just go and i don't know how much he knows what greg is going to say and vice versa but i mean greg's bringing up stuff from so I thought there was a part on there where that where Josh Trank, the director Josh Trank, came on, who's like buddies with Tim, because I guess um, Tim was right. in, Tim was in his Fantastic Four movie. Yes, it, and Greg is bringing up this thing from <laughs> that he tweeted years ago when Tim was actually in Fantastic Four, and t- like Greg was always saying that that he, he paid ten thousand, that Tim paid ten thousand dollars to appear in Fantastic Four, <laughs> like that he wasn't. You oh know, right, right. Yeah, paid I, re- Josh I remember Trank. that bit. Wasn't uh, Greg in like Ant Man or something? Uh, or Tim was in Ant Man. Um, Greg maybe was in another one. I can't remember. Um, Somebody was in Fantastic Four, and, and Josh Trank kind of like Tim was in it, yeah. Uh, yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that that was a funny bit. That, you know, Tim's like, so there's like a sequel. Are you working? You know, like just Tim knows that story. Everybody knows the Josh Trank story. It's a very interesting one. If you don't know about Josh Trank. Um, he famously went on Twitter right before Fantastic Four, like the night before Fantastic Four came out in theaters and was like, this movie's a piece of shit. Like, I didn't, you know, whatever you're going to see was not me and just threw the studio under the bus and basically got blackballed for, you know, years and years, uh, you know, maybe five or six years was just fell off the face of the earth, lost his, he had like a fucking Lucasfilm deal. His, you know, the world was his oyster for a minute there. And man, he was upset about some Fantastic Four shit, and you know, use that Twitter not in a good way. Um, so I think it's inter- I think it's he's an interesting guy for Tim to be pals with. I, I like that. Like that's such I don't know. That's just so meaty. Of all the Hollywood guys to have on the show, it's Josh Trank who's had this like sort of insane kind of story. So that was cool. Um, we spent a lot of time on the Beatles trivia again in After Hours about some thing that was supposed to be important, you know, to people like, oh, my God, did they ever say the word groovy in a song? And then Doug fucked up the playback of, you know, it, it was almost just showed how I don't know. <laughs> again, I, I'm on the side of not giving a shit about these things. Well, I'll I'll say that I don't mind the Beatles talk. And, you know, I, I'm. I've been someone who'd never fully appreciated the Beatles for most of my life, but I like them more now than I used to probably just from not having the pressure of anyone around me like them. Like it's always easier to get back into something when nobody's like trying to push it on you. But now that like I went through this whole deep dive with Tim and Eric Tornicola going through the Beatles albums, like it kind of re ignited some of my listening of that so i have to say when they bring it up on the show it doesn't hurt me because it's through a, a whole this whole tim like fascination and i think it's funny because he has like a love-hate relationship with them too he knows how badly he nerds out about it and feels i think he feels no embarrassment or shame but at the same time there is some you know where mm. Yeah. Listen, you know, I, I, maybe, this, this is me. Not, this but. is me being nitpicky. I don't think other people have a problem with the Beatles thing. 
and I really don't have a problem with it. I just like to hate one thing, one aspect of the show. If I'm allowed to just be like, oh, Beatles, how fucking boring. Like, I'm just kind of doing going hot take with it. It doesn't bum me out, really. I like well, the Beatles. I think, I I think li- it bums I li- out other people. I think Doug and Vic are a little bummed out maybe sometimes. When, yeah, bummed when out. Just like, just bored up. that we're like, got to go down this hole of this. Like, At least kind Doug. Of, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. And I like I like the Beatles. I'm just not obsessed with the Beatles, and there's just so much more music. I think people that are obsessed with the Beatles are just wasting time of their life where they could be listening to different music and different things and different interesting things in the world. I mean, the Beatles were a thing. Sure, very interesting characters and, uh, you know, interesting lives. And, and, you know, you're basically talking about the most famous musicians ever and um obviously hearing about their lives i think this uh you know obsession with fame and and stuff like that is oh is, is is interesting i can see why it's an attractive thing it's just not terribly attractive to me um the whole you know whatever so but yeah so okay there's a they say groovy in a song oh, fucking great really great i'm glad you know and if it would have been rolled out the correct way i don't know if i would have been more disappointed or less i think that the way the I got more entertainment out of Doug fucking it up and then like having the banter about how Tim's like, no, Eric's definitely right, Doug. Like you're wrong. Like I I would bet a thousand dollars on it. And Doug's like, well, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> I played the clips out of order. <laughs> uh, that just that part of it was more entertaining. The actual content of the thing. Well, it, it does. It goes to show exactly how much patience Doug has for like like he's like it's not even there. Like he wants to just get right by it. Because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. already like something he doesn't want to do. Well, he said if you, like, if, you, if you give me the correct cue point, I'm enough of a pro to know to back it up a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah. There's a little snippy uh, business there. That's good. That's good. Um, Lobster Elbows is on ketamine for PTSD from being a fireman. That's quite strange. Um, but we love Lobster Elbows. He's come a long way. I remember back in the day when I thought Lobster Elbows was, uh, you know, something. You know, I wasn't a huge advocate for Lobster Elbows, but I've come around. He's a he's a good guest. He's got a good heart, and you know, I feel bad that he's dealing with something. And the ketamine is that's yeah. that's that's interesting. I have some friends that I, use ketamine yeah, I, recreationally quite a bit, and uh, I hear it's quite the experience. I I'm fascinated with this sort of uh, treatment of using different kinds of hallucinogenic drugs to rechannel the brain people with P- the people that need that you know sort of thing I, I think that is a really interesting way that they're using some of these intense hallucinogenics and i i'm i know cuz the way these drugs can change the chemistry of your brain where something that you have this trauma you can rechannel that into a part of your brain and then lock it into a new spot like that's so interesting and i've heard that it works you know yeah there's good results so yeah it was really weird though that he's like gonna have one of these situations and open it up to be on the live zoom with them like what a strange turn yeah that situation um, you might not be able to rechannel it because he's going to have memory of that happening. But yeah, well, uh, they they joked around that during that <laughs> during that Super Wolves interview. You know, that could have been quite the experience for him <laughs> dealing with that. If you're all fucked up, um, right? And, uh, you know, Matt had made some mention of some people that you know I know a band that used ketamine, and he said he took shrooms before he played drums on stage. I thought that was fun to hear. Um, I have a buddy who treated depression by microdosing mushrooms. Um, he grew his own mushrooms and made them into powder and made little pills. And he was taking like, you know, a quarter, a gr- I don't know, maybe a quarter a gram every day. Or like some, some real, some pretty small amount of mushrooms that you kind of don't even, you know, the way he explained it is you don't really even notice. But there's just a little something going on that keeps you not depressed. It's like, you know, because you're a little bit, you, know, you can go to work, you can do things, you can drive your car, like you can do shit. But there's just a little something that, you know, kind of fucked with him. And that was cool. I did a little like I considered it microdosing weed mints for a while, um, taking two point five gram mints of marijuana, like THC. I I only did I did it for like a not to treat anything just for fun, um, because I did it one day. I tried one of these mints. I was I was in L.A. and I went and bought some mints and I was like, I'm just going to take one of these before a flight one day. 
and I forgot that I took it. Uh, but during the flight and even like after, I was just like having the best time. I was just like in a really good mood. Um, things, you know, I just, I don't know when you, the, the day in day out of traveling so much can be very like, you just tend to fucking hate everybody on earth. You're just like everything annoys you. Every flight attendant, every other person on a plane, just the whole thing is just, you just get very annoyed. I don't know. At least I do. Cause I'm traveling so much and I took this 2.5 milligram weed mint and it was like, everybody's not i like everybody you know what i mean i'm just like i you know what i don't everybody's you like see the positivity and everything like music is sounding great i'm just like happy to be alive and just like you know what i mean just like more grateful for life and stuff there's like a little something like that that happened to me so i started doing it um started taking them daily like during the day and uh not at work or anything but just you know w- whatever days off this was this was months ago um but uh, i i'm into it i i again like you said it's fun to to hear people that are experimenting, um, you know, with, with drugs and new ways that are maybe better for, you know, not just to get fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Solocybin is like a treatment that is being used, uh, for like military people that have, uh, you know, trauma afterwards. And, and I've heard it's actually working pretty well, but it's still, and it's not like approved, for everywhere it's like you know experimental and it only certain places you can get this done but uh yeah it's and uh, uh to kitty you know to say more about the microdosing, i think the poundcast had an episode with uh uh the champs like they had a a, a reunited a reunited show and they got into microdosing a little bit with a guest or a guy that was w- was on there. So if you go back in the in the Poundcast, uh, maybe about a half a dozen episodes, mm-hmm. I missed that. You'll one. find a nice segment of of microdose microdosing talk and mm-hmm. what the effects of it and how it worked out for some people there. And good listen. Uh, I've never tried anything like that, but uh, it's interesting, you know, to hear that somebody would take a very, very small amount of LSD and or a very, very small amount of, of weed and it doesn't affect you other than it makes you a little bit better or, you know, mm-hmm. it opens up a passage in your brain a little bit so you're more open to things. And yeah, you know, that's it's a very cool thing. Yeah, it is cool. Um, final bit here on After Hours um, before uh, before we get into a little Poundcast talk is the... Um, they play. They've had this little game uh, that uh, I think Doug just kind of thought of it on the spot. Was just like grab a record out of your record collection and and, uh, and look at it and let's talk about it and maybe make a joke about it or just see. And two two callers two callers in it. a row. You got records right behind you, Joe. You can do it right now. Okay, grab one. Don't look. Don't look. I'm looking. You can't. I have to get up and reach. Oh, I thought it was like in reach. These are books and. Uh, I mean, there's one right here, but I know what it is. This is, uh... You can't do that. Okay. You can't do that. You can't say, I know what it is. Well, I'd have to get up. I don't... What do you... What, lock- what do you mean? You're locked in or something? What's going on over there? Uh... Oh, no. That's Hold why... That's why we don't play this game. All right. I'll grab some. Close your eyes. This is going to be some weird shit, guaranteed. This is, uh, Let's see what called. Joe got. Let's see. Show me. I can't Los. see it. Oh, low skill? Low skill. Yeah, yeah. I like low skill. Sea Island. Sea Island. Okay, yeah. That's like yeah. a He's like a minimal electronic sort of dude. Yeah. I like low skill. Okay. Um, not super exciting. Not like... Uh, you know, I could go Chicago's again. greatest yeah. hits. Tell me to where to go. These are all like modern stuff over here, but tell you where to go. I mean, go, go. I'll put my hand up. Go left or right, and stop. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what we got. I got. Do we not know what we got? Panda bear. 
panda person bear. Person pitch. Person pitch. You have that on vinyl. Wow, look at you. Big animal collective fan getting the solo artist records panda bear. on vinyl. Panda bear. He was he got he got pretty big for a second there. Um, that that person pitch when that was happening, I I saw it uh, early performance of that album um, at Pitchfork years oh. years ago. There you go, Pitchfork yeah, Festival. That was a extremely pretentious, amazing performance. So okay, very good. Well, it's a fun game. I like that the guys did it. I, it led to a couple funny bits about wizard spell and some death metal that we learned a, a lot about. Some Matt's knowledge of death metal. Matt's a <laughs> Matt's got some weird good tastes and interesting uh, tastes in music, clearly. Um, but, yeah, that's about wraps up OHL. Um, I just listened to the last couple pound casts, and um, I listened to the one that you had said last week with the guy who did the movie Butt Boy, and um, I thought it was a really... I thought it was a really fun episode. I, I loved hearing about an indie filmmaker's, like, finance you know everything like how did you get it made i love brent's sort of just like they're very much like my what i would ask you know what i mean just like as somebody who's making movies like well where did you get the money and like where did you shoot it and just like just like you know how did it all come together how did you actually get yeah, this yeah. movie done that was that was my favorite part of the episode too is when they were talking about butt boy and like getting it made i guess i i sort of felt fell off when they got into like titles of movies and that just went on and on and on of just like let's think of our own title and like i didn't hate i did for a situation i thought i on for i liked the i liked 40 minutes i liked the guess a title thing i mean it was very for me i thought it was just extremely pound casty to do that to just be like all right we have this game and we're just gonna ride this thing hard and then the guy, yeah, I, then the, I, the guy explained I I lost all of patience his, with it. Maybe, yeah. The guy like explained all these really interesting other movie, these little shorts that he's making for this other piece that I thought all sounded cool. And and I was at home yeah. like trying to guess good names for those too. I don't know. I, I felt like I was like playing along with it, and like sometimes yeah. I thought well, that I had better name. You know, I was like, oh, I've got a good yes, one for yes. that. You know, so that to me that's a fun listen. I was mowing the lawn, and I I, I was I didn't have much of a problem with it. Um, I, I ducked out at the end because I didn't want the movie spoiled. So me. did I. And I then, did too. And then I ended up listening to a different podcast, and then somebody completely spoiled it for me. Oh no! Fucking John, or I, I listened to somebody else just completely like spit it all out all at once. Like, oh holy shit! You didn't even warn me. Like, oh and, like, no! Told like everything, but I, I, nothing stayed in my brain. So. I feel yeah. like if anything, it was just like don't forget about Butt Boy because yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I want to check out Butt Boy. I mean, I I mean, it sounds. I think one. I, pa- I think they, I think one part of it. I think one part of it was kind of spoiled for me because like they're like, what about that scene when you like go into the thing? And I'm like, okay, clearly, and like it's like Stranger Things. Clearly, they go into a butt, and it appears to be like another world in a butt. That's. That was clearly ruined for me at some point. That must happen um, on the Poundcast. Like I know they were See, trying I didn't not remember to remember that even. Sorry just to now. just spoil that for you, but I think I remember just things about vacuuming things up. up well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, like see, see, seeing the trailer, you know, um, our sister Amy. I didn't watch the trailer. I, I wanted to avoid it. I, yeah, I, I was very impressed with the guy overall. Yes, I and. I was excited to watch this movie called Butt Boy, but well, I thought like the uh, pr- the premise to me, I, not not that I know the premise, but the fact that you know our sister Amy has talked to me for whatever reason has come up in conversation before because she's a doctor. Um, the things that people stick up their asses that she like ran into while she was like going through residency, you know, and like ERs and stuff, like she would say that's like the that's the big thing that nobody talks about in life is that fact that literally every week sometimes the same person different people are just coming in with absurd things stuck up their ass and it's not it's it's kind of an untapped uh you know no pun intended it's an untapped sort of uh asshole resource there of like yeah dude people are obsessed with sticking things up their ass and it can become problematic and i don't know if that's what this movie is about but i i, I did think 
yeah, there's there's maybe a movie worth making about somebody who's obsessed with sticking whole big things up their ass and you know really you know being a you know being obsessed with that. That's not really, you know, it's like it's gross and you know it's weird and sexual, but like you know it's worth exploring what that all means and stuff. And you know, I, I don't know for all the movies and all the premises that have been done, it seems like a you know that's a it's a good. I don't know if that's what this movie's about, but. Either way, the subject yeah. matter Did is. There, there was a movie about a creature that lived in an ass that came out and killed people and then went back up into an ass. Like, did you see that one? That was a good one. Did not see I that. Forget one. what that's called, but uh, good times. I also listened to the there newest ep- the newest episode of the podcast had um, uh, this musical artist Charles. Uh, I don't know if you listened to that. I listened one. to that today as well. Yes. I thought she was a fun interview. I, I don't think I'd heard her previously on the podcast. Or, you know, I I haven't right. heard I haven't heard every single one, but they got into some interesting talks. And um, you know, I thought her story about uh, that, <laughs> you know, her going on Instagram and contacting the people from the toilet company and creating this pitch meeting, and you know, then it, her just being catfished was. Yeah, you know, sort of heartbreaking, but like a genuinely entertaining kind of story to hear. And um, yeah, they had a lot of they had a lot of bullshit joking around and stuff. But I, I thought it was a solid app. And um, what'd you think? Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I, 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 you know, I didn't know really. I haven't seen any of her work, obviously, but she's like a fresh person to go check out. And you know, she comes off as just approaching a coming like just coming into a podcast and just uh, just already having like um this personality of just like here's how my shitty day is going or here's you know and just lays it all out or like you know she just had a way about her that was unique and uh Mm -hmm. i i digged it you know you know and uh or i dug it and dug (laughs) <laughs> I dug it, <laughs> but uh, pounded it. I I enjoyed maybe later on, like they had said, oh, there's going to be interesting things after dark. It's going to be it won't just be an extension. There'll be some new things, and I partially agree with that. But <laughs> the thing, the thing that was brought up was how they have dreams and then write jokes off some dreams, and I thought that was a strange turn of where talk went and uh and yeah, they know, talked I about out that she she only just you know she's even in high school she like phantom of the opera it wasn't just a now thing she's obsessed yeah. with phantom of the opera so. you uh yeah thank god you got to know that um yeah so well, they talked about yeah, i thought yeah. they talked about um this the fact that doug and brent are making a movie which um which interests me I'm I'm interested in that talk. I want to hear about that. And I will say this, just a little just a little piece of advice, Joe. Keep listening to the Poundcast, okay? Just keep listening because there might be an episode coming out soon that you will be interested to hear. Okay? So I'll leave it yeah, at that. I, I'll leave it at that. No questions. Yeah, that's from where you. I get blindsided with some, you know, real <sighs> criticisms, but uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I think you're thinking a little too inwardly on this. But uh, um, I'm just, you know, I'll listen to it and I'll see what happens. Uh, maybe uh, I'll I'll uh, like it. The After Dark maybe might reveal some stuff that I didn't know that would happen. You know, it would be like yeah, some exciting new bits to the conversations that were withheld so cleverly and also to note if you paid for the two dollars to get in you are grandfathered in the price does not go up joe that was fake news by you and uh so we have to correct that and um (laughs) so if you want may 1st or may 5th it goes up to five dollars so it's it's a way to get people in if they want to get in at the two dollar rate so if you're already paying the two dollars, don't worry, anybody. You're, it's gonna stay at two. I, I never heard grandfathered in, so I didn't know for sure. They I definitely like talked about I, grandfathered I, I, in. I, I, it was clear as day that it was grandfathered in. When I listened back, I was like, "Joe's trying to. You know, Joe's just bringing some uh, other su- stuff to this. It's not. It was not true. So don't worry. Your nobody's subscription is going up. 
But if you don't, if you wait until May fifth to subscribe to their Patreon, it will be five dollars from there on out. Um. Also, uh, shit, I just forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> this is funny. the The Louisville Vegan Jerky website is not LouisvilleVeganFoods.com, guys. You might want to check your copy because I was talking about Louisville Vegan Jerky with my buddy Mike Tucci, who loves it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just Google. I'm just gonna go and like look at this place. And I remember them saying Louisville Vegan Foods so many times. That's not the website. It's like LVCF.com. You know, like it's not. That's the wrong website. So you guys aren't gonna want to correct your Louisville vegan food thing because you're not really helping them out by giving the wrong website. And I tried typing it in, and it wasn't. <laughs> it didn't work. Well, if they're not themselves like correcting them, I mean that's their fault, you know. I mean they're obviously not on top of it either. <laughs> I know, but like I've just it's been stuck in my brain for so long. Just that part of it. Go to LilyvilleVeganFoods.com and write in the pound cat. The, the, you know, so uh, so just the first time ever that I went online to look at it because Mike Tucci's like, oh, it's actually really good. You could order some, and I was like, oh, let me just go to the website, Louisville Vegan Foods, just like not a website <laughs> so then after a google search it's like okay it's it's a different it's uh let's see what it is it's lvg say lvjco.com okay that is the website for louisville vegan jerky everybody so if there's any crossover listeners and you you want to go you know to the pound maybe ca- they ma- should ma- sponsor ma- this yeah site they should they and, should uh, the, 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 we give out the correct uh website even though i've never eaten the jerky um, but it's seitan, and the flavors are the flavors do sound good. So that's well, uh, if we were sponsored, <laughs> I would eat the free stuff that they would send. Hopefully, I would eat perfect pepperoni and talk about it. I'd I'd, I'd say the correct website. Uh, I'd be sure of it. So uh, <laughs> there's that, and uh, that's that's my final note for the day. I have to go play pickleball now. Um, but, uh, yeah, any final notes, Joe? Anything you want to jam in for anything? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good week. Um, I think I'll be able to record next week and the following week, and then we may be uh, changing the scheduling just a little bit. But we'll talk about that. Oh, and actually, Joe, next week... We are going to have a guest. Mike Tucci is going to join us on the show as a third guest. So be ready for a little Mike Tucci action. He's interested in coming on the show. I thought it'd be fun to have him on because he's our sponsor and he's a good boy and he loves office hours and he loves all the stuff and he's a very nice guy. So we're going to get him on the old Zencaster next week as a special guest to review the show and talk about some stuff. And uh, that's it. Terrific. Very terrific. So, everybody, uh, take care. We'll see you next time, and uh, have a great week. <laughs>